as I got started talking to you a little bit ago, today is a day that is mostly about you getting to know me. I'm going to do the majority of the talking. Now, who can tell me what's different from what you saw me a little bit So what she said is there's a microphone attached to my shirt right here, okay? And there's a tag in my pocket that records the audio to my computer. So what this is doing is it's recording my voice so that way later on, when I upload it to a podcast which you'll have access to, you can listen back to this lesson if you want. So. I have not tried it with any of my other classes. I waited until the end of the day so I could work through the lesson and figure out what I wanted to do. But tomorrow I will give you a better idea of what this podcast is, why it's for you, and what's going on. To, to give you a primer, you're never going to be on. It is just me recording the lesson, so that way you can come back to it later if you need to. Okay. Awesome. Now, we saw that short video of Hero Journey, uh, and the, this particular quote from Joseph Campbell, which says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Now, later in the year, we would take time as a class to dissect this particular um, quote, but I don't want to do that right now because we don't have time. So, what you're going to do, and this is going to be for a grade, is I want you to write one paragraph that describes the cave you fear to enter this year as a student. Now, to clarify a couple things. How many sentences are in a good paragraph? Three to five, four to six, somewhere in that range. Four to six is usually four to six is usually good. Now, this particular activity, I'm not grading on how well you write. Meaning, I'm not going to sit there and break down all of your punctuation. This is more of a reflective piece for you. So, to give you just a little bit of a clue, what I'm looking for is if you took out the word cave and you put in channel. What I'm asking you, so I can get to know you and where you're at, is what challenge do you fear this year? What is, yes? In this class, or in any class, anything having to do with school, or anything that affects you in school. So what is the challenge that you don't, maybe don't want to face, you could face, you should face this year in school? And it doesn't have to be something big, but it's, what is that thing you want to tackle this year? How is it that you want to get better? So what we're going to do is I'm going to have everybody take out a piece of paper, and I'm going to give you five minutes to write. And if you write one paragraph, you will get 100% on this assignment. Okay? So... I'm going to set, ladies and gentlemen, 
I'm going to set the timer for five minutes. So you're only going to have these five minutes to write. What? Okay. Now, again, what cave do you fear to enter? Which could also mean, what challenge do you fear facing this year as a student? Alexa, set a five-minute time. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Now, if, if in the time I gave you to write, which I know is not a ton, like I know five minutes is not a, ton, a lot of time to get a full paragraph written and thought out, that's okay. If you feel good about what you wrote and you feel like you got a paragraph, when you leave, you put it in that top bin over on, uh, on your way out. If you want to write more, feel like you want to dig deeper, then all I need is for you to bring this back to me right away first thing when you get here tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Okay, everybody cool? It is. All right, so like I was saying earlier, today is going to be a little more about me because I feel like for this to work out correctly this year, I want you to understand where I'm coming from when I do things and when I say things. Now this is not going to be the norm of what happens um, on the day-to-day. -day. I will never do this much talking as I'm going to do maybe today and tomorrow, but it's the way it is. So, and like I said, we do have a syllabus and that stuff. We can get to that later that, this week. That's not going to deal. So, the important thing today is that you start to get to know me and I start to get to know you. So, um, hopefully everybody saw when you came in that obviously my name looks like Kruger, but if you just take the U out, it's actually pronounced Krieger. Again, if you want to call me Mr. K, you want to call me Krieger, you want to call me Mr. Krieger, I don't really care as long as it's respectful. If you are respectful to me when you uh, start to speak to me, that's good. Now, I should make a point. Hang on, let me even finish my thought about this. I should make a point. If at some point you see me and I'm talking to someone or I'm doing something and you, and you say my name or something a few times and I don't respond, you need to like come right up to me and let me know that you're talking to me. Because um, I'm a person that really struggles to do more than one thing at a time. So if I'm in a conversation, I'm doing something, I'm usually pretty focused on it. So I, I, it's just that I don't hear you trying to talk. So if at some point you feel like I'm ignoring you, you're trying to talk to me, and you think I'm just like blowing you off, please like come up and make sure you know, make sure I know you're trying to talk. That's one thing I've been saying all my time. Alright, so to give you a quick background of where I'm at, these are the important people in my life. I'm going to explain most of them uh, in a second here. But uh, these are my two siblings. That's my younger sister, Joni, and her husband, Taylor. That's my older sister, Lindsay, and her husband, Jack. And you'll meet the one with these two little guys here in a second. Just these same two little guys. Um, this bottom one here is my family at my younger sister's wedding, which was last year. And those are my parents. These are my friends. And that's pretty All right. But I'll talk about hers. So it's important that, you know, I will reference these people a lot. That you just, not that you know them, but you know who they are. So this is Brittany. Um, she and I just got engaged last month. Yeah, last month. In August. Um, we're getting married next year. Um, she's no. Um, so we're getting married next year. And fun fact, 
Mr. Fogg is actually getting married the exact same day, also to a woman named Brittany. That's wow. Crazy. So, um, she's pretty awesome, and she really likes to boss me around. Uh, this is Julia. She's five weeks old today. Uh, she really likes to take naps and make funny faces. She belongs to my younger sister and her husband. That is Wyatt. He's two. That's Becky. He's four. Um, they are pretty rowdy. They're very into Paw Patrol and Blaze and the Monster Machines and uh, uh, what? Uh, oh gosh, uh, why can't I think? PJ Masks. That's the other one. They're really into. So now, um, and this is Wilkie. He's my best buddy. He's going to be my best man at my wedding. Uh, he and I also started a nonprofit together, uh, which in which we provide teacher development and teacher training. So those are kind of the real, real important people. Now, a little background on me. See that me right there? I was probably in the third grade. Um, uh, you can't. I wish the screen was bigger because this is like uh, I was very sported out that year, so I was wearing a backwards Seattle Mariners hat. This Ken Griffey Jr. was like the coolest baseball player ever growing up, and I was wearing a Golden State Warriors Chris Webber jersey, and I had a Chicago Bulls backpack. I was just like all about that life in 1993. I grew up in Cumberland, Wisconsin, which is about two hours from me. And then I went to college at Winona State University. I got a degree in social studies education. And then I taught for seven years in Houston, Texas. So right here on this map, that's where we are, Seven Hills. Houston is all the way down here. So it's about a 19-hour drive. Uh, this is my ninth year teaching. And when I'm not teaching, I usually travel three or four times a year to work with teachers around the country through that nonprofit I told you about. Now, um, our work that Wilkie and I do, uh, our nonprofit is called Lighthouse Educator Development. Uh, two programs we're really excited about. Uh, first is the Music and Arts Collective, which we started in Wilkie's, um, at Wilkie School in Houston. So what we were able to do is take, uh, we were given a classroom and after school, twice a week, we give kids a chance to come in and create, whether they're creating music, they're creating art, they're doing hip-hop, they're editing video, they're doing photography. It's just a space for kids to come in and create, which we're really excited about. Um, but the thing with it is they have to produce a product by the end of the year, whether it's a photo album or a, a, a song or whatever it is, they have to make something. Um, and then this is our podcast that we do. What we do is we interview teachers from around the country to try to share uh, all the great things that are going on in classrooms around the country. Now, this is the most important part. I think it's important that you understand why I'm here. And the answer to that is not for a paycheck. I don't think there's a more important profession on this planet than being a teacher. I don't think there is a place where you can have as big of an impact that you can make as big of a difference than being a teacher. And beyond that, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is, this is what I was made to do. I truly believe that. I, I don't believe that there is a profession on the planet that makes a bigger difference 
difference in B to T. Alright, so in the spirit of what education is, we are all working on certain things. That is, means myself included. So here are the things that I'm working on that I really, really need your help with. The first one, uh, one and two kind of go together. So organization and keeping up classroom procedures and routines. The room is very organized right now. It's very clean. But if you give me two weeks, it'll be messy. And it's simply because I, I get going on so many things that organizing isn't a real priority for me. But where I need your help is this second part tomorrow, Thursday. We're going to figure out what routines and procedures works for this class. And when I say this class, I need this group of people here. Not second period, not third period, not fourth period. The routines and procedures we have in here are specific to sixth period. When I first started teaching, I always thought that if I made this perfect set of procedures and rules that kids would just follow. But where I made the mistake is that every class is different. Every class has a different group of kids. So now rather than trying to fit all of you into this box that I like, I'm going to work with each individual class and figure out what is best for that particular group. So when it comes to things like, do you keep a notebook or do you keep a binder or this, whatever it is, we're going to work out a plan and a pattern that works for us. But since I'm letting you, since we're all creating it together, we're all responsible for making sure it works. So that means we're all responsible for doing the things day to day that help this place run. And the third thing is really important to me as well. I have to be much, much better um, in giving you feedback that is timely and is meaningful. So let's just, here's what I mean by that. Um, that she thinks is an A, but I give it a C plus. Now, in the past, I would just hand that back to her, and that would be it. But it's my job to take the time with her, and, I, and obviously I'm just using her as an example, to say, okay, this is what you turned in. This is the grade that I gave it. Here's the grade that you thought. Now, we have to come up with a plan to bridge that gap. Now, maybe it is that I graded it a little harder than I should have. Or maybe there are things that she could work on. But for me, my job is to take you from wherever you're at to wherever you want to go. She has no idea why she's got a C plus. So it's my job, whether it's just you know some written notes or a, a conversation. So in this class, if you're ever confused as to why you got a particular grade, I'm 100% open to that conversation. Because I think that's where you can learn the most is, is me sitting here saying, this is what I expected. 
This is where you fell short. This is where we can continue to work. But then it also puts me in a position where I can look and say, were my expectations realistic for what I'm doing? Is what I asked you to do the right amount of work? Am I judging you too hard? Did I not explain this well enough? So that's where those conversations come in. But, I mean, these three things are really important to me that I grow in these areas. Because I think that puts me in a position to help you be more successful. Or more successful. Now, here are some things that I believe in. Tomorrow, Thursday, we're going to talk about, you know, you, got, you know the torch, that stuff. We're going to talk about expectations and procedures and, and that stuff later. But I think it's important that you understand why I choose to do the things that I do. And it's based on this set of beliefs here. Now, um, number seven actually should have been number one. So I'm going to start with and these were in no particular order, but as I've been talking about it, number seven is the most, one of the most important. So, number seven says, you don't get to decide if you've offended someone. Now, and I say something that is not right. I say something that offends her. And she says, Mr. K, that wasn't cool. You, know, you shouldn't have said that. That really hurt my feelings. I don't get to come back with, Oh, you're just being too sensitive. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, I really didn't offend you. In this class, in this school, wherever you are at, if you say or do something that offends another person, it offends you. You don't get to decide whether what you've done or what you've said is offensive. Now, in most situations, man, I'm so sorry, I, I, I apologize, um, I'll try to do better next time. That's all you really have to say. And then you try to do better next time. But I hear a lot, not just from kids or from adults, well, I didn't mean to offend you. It don't matter. If you offend someone, you offend someone whether you mean to or not. So just keep that in mind. Now, coming up to number one. This, they go right together. I believe that there is no they. And what I mean by they is the way we label these things. You and I and everyone else lives in a world that constantly labels. Because it's way easier to talk bad about someone when you don't actually have to say their name. So if I don't, so if I think Mr. Wongard's a terrible teacher, and I start bad-mouthing him around school, and I talk about he, he did this, he did this, he's not this, he's not that, it's way easier to do that when I don't actually say his name. In the reason I make that point first is because we're going to be studying peoples and cultures from around the world. And it's really easy to just label and lump them into big groups. But that's not what we want to do. So 
So as much as you can, you get as specific as you can with people. And you call them by name. You give them their proper terms and their proper titles. Okay. Number, number one is just simply, we're going to work really hard not to leave in person and in our study. Now, two, don't talk about it, be about it. This is pretty straightforward. I care a lot more about your actions than what you say you're going to do. How many people know people, have been around people that say they're going to do things, say they're going to do things, but they never back it up? Okay. So most of us have. That's all I'm talking about. I want you to talk and aspire to do things and to strive to be great, but I care way more about the actions you take with what you've said. That's simply what that is. I, I care about your actions. I value your actions more than your words. Okay, number three. Who you surround yourself with matters. Just so we are clear, I'm talking about your friends. And I'm talking about who you follow when you're online. And I'm talking about the TV you watch. I'm talking about the music you listen to. If you follow people on Instagram that post nothing but drama every day, in your real life, you're going to try to find drama. If you hang with people that are constantly cutting up in class every day, starting stuff, you're going to be cutting up and starting stuff in class every day. I really hope you are taking time to think about who you're running with. And I'm not saying you got to abandon all your friends. But if at some point this year, you're not getting the results you want, your grades aren't the way that you want them to be, that's some place you should look. Um, all right, I'm going to skip number four. I'll come back to it. Number five, we can disagree without being disagreeable. Anybody know what that means? Yes, sir. good start. So when we disagree with someone, yes? That's exactly right. You can have a disagreement with someone without being rude, without being petty, without throwing insults, and without yelling. That's what that means. And this is a class where we're going to have lots of chances to agree and disagree with each other. But whether you agree with someone or not doesn't impact who that person is. It's just an opinion. Okay? 